Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Food and Psych podcast, where I, Kimberly Wilson, chartered psychologist and curious foodie, take you through the world of food, psychology, and everything in between. Here at the Food and Psych podcast, we believe that food has meaning, that it's much more than just counting the grams of protein in your breakfast. Food has a deep significance on a personal, cultural, and religious level, and that's why I couldn't resist bringing you this bonus episode. As I speak, the UK is in the grip of a heatwave, and we can't cope. In true British fashion, we're complaining about it to anyone who will listen. Trains are being cancelled, whole towns have sold out of fans, and hashtag too hot to sleep is trending on Twitter. So my guest today could not have arrived at a better time. In this episode, I have the pleasure of talking to Gamit Dillon about Jabil Day. But first, a little about Gamit. As part of the Khalsa Ethics Initiative, he works to promote an appreciation of the ethics of food within the Sikh community and coordinated the largest organic langur feeding over 5,000 people in 2016 as part of the Vaisakhi celebrations hosted by the Mayor of London in City Hall. He took some time out to talk to me about Jabil Day, where members of the Sikh community take to the streets and offer free, cool, sweet drinks to overheated passers-by in commemoration of the martyrdom of their fifth guru. He explains the full significance of this tradition, and we also discuss langa, the Sikh practice of providing free meals to people irrespective of status, colour or creed, and the central role that food plays in the Sikh faith. Okay, so here we are. It's actually rather cool in this air-conditioned room, <laughs> but it nice is bridge. 34 degrees outside, and so maybe it's appropriate that we're here to talk about an event coming up this weekend um, called Jabil. So... Maybe you can explain a little bit to me and anybody listening about what it represents and what it means. Okay, so within the Sikh faith, um, you will see Jabil, um, and it's normally done around the time of the martyrdom of the fifth guru, the Sikhs. Uh, Sikhs. And so the fifth guru, how many gurus are there uh, in Sikhism? So there were essentially the first ten gurus, uh, you could say, uh, there was a human form, but ultimately there's one divine light. And after the 10th guru, um, the guruship was essentially passed on to our scriptures. So it's not the body that you, you essentially worship or, you know, it's, 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 it's the divine word that they brought and the lessons that they taught to the actions and the lives that they lived because the word is the guru, essentially. So the fifth guru were martyred um, and in commemoration of that, um, 
the Chibil is generally held this time of year, you know, the hot summer days. And, and what is Chibil? So Chibil, generally people will give out uh, drinks, you know, the drink that's generally given out is, is, is a sweet drink, which you probably know about, it's like pinkish in colour, um, and it's a syrup, it's a syrup um, mixed with, say, milk and ice, and that's given out to passers-by outside the Sikh temple, you know, given out completely free for, to, to quench their thirst. The Chibil as a tradition, to be fair, you know, I personally haven't come at any historical context or authentic historical context to show that this has existed since, you know, for the last 400 years. Although it's, you know, been linked to, you know, the martyrdom of the Guru. Chibil also exists, it's not unique to Sikhism either. You know, it has actually, Chibil is also taken, uh, undertaken by the Islamic faith uh, to commemorate the, the grandson of the Prophet Muhammad who perished in the Battle of Karbala. And so, you know, Chibils are done, you know, uh, in Muharram, which I think is Islamic month, um, where again the same drink is, is given out. If you look at the concept in general, though, mm-hmm. um, it's about giving, you know, you know, on a hot, you know, to to relieving someone's, you could say, to certain extent, suffering, you know, on a hot, thirsty day, you know, giving someone drink, you know, the idea of surface of, you know, serving people. Could I get you to explain though why these sweet drinks, what it kind of links to? Because you mentioned the martyrdom, but you mm. haven't really described the kind of what happened, okay, um, and and what, how that links to the giving out of this sweet cool drink. When uh, the fifth group, they were tortured essentially, you know, okay. as part of, part of their martyrdom. So they they sat on a hot plate and hot sand was poured over their body. Okay. Um, and during this time, they accepted the will of God. So you know, they uttered a hymn or prayer, you could say, which essentially is that the divine will is sweet to me. You know, okay. so you know what what the divine wills. You know, I, I they accept. accept. They accept. So you know, they they didn't essentially spiritually they didn't endure any suffering but there was a message in in their in their martyrdom which is you know essentially the the fight against injustice against oppression you know that was the main purpose of their martyrdom Mm -hmm. so the chibil is essentially like i said alleviating you could say people's suffering is probably a strong strong word Mm -hmm. to use but on a hot thirsty day you know to give people drinks yeah discomfort you know. So there's this transformation, starting from the original, the martyrdom and the suffering of this man in this extreme heat, this hot plate, right. the hot sand. Yeah. Um, and and so now in the Chibil tradition, is that's transformed into the alleviation of you could hot make, discomfort. Yeah, you through. could make, yeah, you could, you could make, you know, so some people might say it's tenuous, but that's where you could have some sort of reconciliation, I would say, mm-hmm. between the two. The martyrdom itself obviously has much greater significance because, like I said, it was the fight against oppression, you know. So that was a fight against the unrighteousness that was prevailing at the time, but also to show, you know, the message. And it's an inspiration for the six to take from that martyrdom, you know, how they could endure that level of suffering for the sake of the righteous fight, the right cause. So that's, you know, more important to take away from martyrdom than simply just, sure. you know, so alleviate it. Yeah, exactly. And I think some people, they, they, they should not detract, you know, or just associate, you know, the martyrdom with just a chibil, you know, because if you think about the Institute of Lunga, the free kitchen in the Sikh tradition, it's chibil every day because you can go to a Sikh place of worship and you can receive a cold drink, a hot drink, a free meal every single day. 
alleviating hunger so, and thirst is available is there all the time so just for the the benefit of people listening who won't be familiar with Lunga what yeah. is Lunga what does it mean so the Institute of Lunga was uh, is central to to the Sikh faith if you look at the backdrop of Indian society at the time you know in, in the Middle Ages um, Indian society was divided very much uh, upon you know uh, the basis of caste mm-hmm. A lot of it was your social status, you know, in terms of the work you did. But what had become ingrained in Indian society was this sense of higher and lower. Mm-hmm. So if you was a weaver or a leather worker, you was a low caste, essentially a lower person, an lower. inferior person mm-hmm. than someone who was born into the priestly class or the warrior class or the ruling classes. Mm-hmm. And so what you actually found is that people wouldn't actually eat together depending on their caste. They wouldn't eat food prepared. A lower or higher caste person would not eat food prepared by a lower caste person okay. or even eat together. You know? Okay, so, so, I mean, and that's really interesting in terms of kind of from the podcast, this is quite an important thing that, that social divided, state... Yeah, food divided people, mm. you know. So the consumption of food, the preparation of food actually was, you know, a course of division. This, was, again, was part of the, the fight, the righteous fight, you know, what we call the Tharmyud, that, that the gurus, you know, did right from the beginning was to essentially give a slap in the face to these kind of prevailing societal norms. So they and were trying to confront and resist against these yeah, ideas so, so of the, inequality yeah. and exactly. system. Yeah, which was clearly dividing society um, and was, you know, creating a sense of, you know, inferior and superior. So the concept of Lunga is that everybody, you know, the Bhangat, uh, so the, the congregation that, that sits and eats together, they all sit and eat together on the floor in a line. So no one sits higher, no one sits lower, and they sit together. A king could be sitting next to a beggar, you know. So that's that concept was very unique and, you know, against the backdrop of how Indian society acted at the time. Mm. Um, and that would have been quite, and even the preparation, because, again, the person preparing your food could be someone, a lower caste or a higher caste. And these, But caste isn't based on your birth, but this is how it was, you know, your caste was decided, essentially, you know, you're born into a caste and that's it. Caste should be based on your actions. That should decide whether you are of a higher moral mm-hmm. standing or a lower moral standing, you know, not whose house you take birth into. Mm-hmm. We're all born the same way. There's one instance where the third guru was visited by the Mughal emperor of the time, Akbar, who's, who's a very known Mughal emperor, um, and he came to visit the guru. And, you know, the, the, the Sikh faith wasn't particularly large at that time, you know, um, and he had heard about them and he wanted to come and visit them. And when he came to visit them, and obviously I'm sure he had a royal entourage, before he he was given permission to meet the guru, he was told to partake in the langa. And the langa is the name of the meal, or is it the kitchen? What does langa actually translate to? Translation? Um, I have to I have to verify the translation. Okay, no but problem. the concept of langa is the, yeah, is the free kitchen. The free kitchen. Is the, giving, the preparation given out of free food. To, to anyone who, regardless of your caste, your colour, your creed, your religion, your orientation, your disability, you are welcome to come and eat with everybody else as equals. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. There is In the Guru's house, there is no higher or lower. You are judged on your actions. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's a very, that's a very powerful message. And I've, I've spoken on other episodes and upcoming episodes about how much... Uh, caste is pervasive in, in, in so many areas of the world mm. and it's it feels at least like a very courageous thing, like very moral but quite a courageous thing for 
a person to stand up and say, you know, out of the context that he was born in, this is wrong, mm. and I, we disagree with this, mm. and actually we want to treat people as equals, and that we do that. One of the biggest ways that we symbolize and demonstrate that is is by eating together, mm. and and this the the kind of um, format that we're having today. It's called breaking bread, and and it's about kind of people coming together and sharing, whether that's sharing stories, sharing food, sharing an understanding and experience, because there is, I think, something within each of us with which we can connect. I'll give you another example. So, in the way Sikhs are Sikhs are baptized today, um, so when you are baptized, you know, to use the sure. words. Um, you are also encouraged to eat together, eat out of the same plate. So imagine, mm. you know, a king, you know, taking baptism on the same day as a beggar. They become one. In the guru's house, they become one. They become, you know, of the same. And they are encouraged to eat together, eat mm. together at the same plate. So again, that's something which is quite, you know, difficult to accept if you if, if you believe in a, a, a very kind of strated, you know, concept of you know where people stand you know in, in, a, in a very kind of rigid social structure mm. the one thing about food is compared to anything it's the one thing that we all we all have to eat we mm. all have to eat every yes, day course, yes, yeah. um so it doesn't matter where you're from what country mm. you're from which mm. language you speak there is already in that a mm. shared experience yeah. we, we know what it feels like yeah. to feel hunger yeah. we know what it feels like yeah. to eat and you know thinking about um you know, even just in this short conversation, so Chibil and the tradition of Langa, that it sounds like food, the preparation of food, is something quite important in, in Sikh culture. Yeah, even the preparation. So even when a Langa is, is, is made, um, people are encouraged, uh, or they, you know, they're expected. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. To, to, to recite hymns or, or, or a month or mantras, you mm-hmm. probably use an intro, you know, <laughs> um, during the preparation. So what's important for a Sikh, especially a practicing Sikh, is um, 
how food is prepared. So food preparation is very important. Even in your home, you should treat as langar with the same respect, with the same sense of purpose. So preparing langar, you know, you should, your mind should be focused on, on, on you could say, on prayer. You could recite um, a mantra while, while you prepare your food. Um, so these kinds of things are important as well in food preparation. Also, when you eat your food, so, with, you know, when you, when you are baptised as a Sikh, you are also instructed that when you partake in your food, that you should at that time focus your mind on the divine. You should, you know, you are given essentially two mantras to, to recite. You know, so food isn't just, it's not an inanimate entity, you could say. It mm-hmm. has it has much more purpose than that. In Indian culture, generally, the foods are categorized into three different areas, you know, in terms of their their properties. So, Dharm Sikh, Rad Sikh, and Sat Sikh, I think, all. And so, they're, they're kind of the characteristics of food. Can you describe what? Uh, I have to. I can't describe them right now, <laughs> but there are categories, and okay. again, you know, in terms of their their effects on the body. Clearly, you know, food has uh, you know a very distinct purpose and objective, and it's it's not seen as something which you just do for the sake of. You know, who prepares your food? In my personal case, I stopped eating out about three years ago. So I don't only eat at restaurants because I don't know who's preparing my food. I don't know what hygiene is prepared with, you know, what kind of, for want of a better word, energies, you know, the, mm-hmm. the full process of the person who's preparing my food, you know, all these kinds of things. So, you know, so because I, the food becomes imbued with those qualities or? If, you, if, if, well, if we can say that, you know, it's important to recite the divine word while preparing food, then clearly there's an, there, you know, mm-hmm. that implies there is an effect on the food, that you infuse the food with a sense of spirituality or divinity, you know, however mm-hmm. you want to describe it. So these things are important to consider when you think about your eating habits as well. You know, we can go on. On top of that, we also go into the area of ethics of food. Mm-hmm. So langar is there to feed, you know, uh, and is always there available to feed those in need. And that's uh, every day. Every It should be available every day, like at the Golden Temple in Amritsar. Um, you know, approximately 100,000 people get fed a day. You know, it's completely free, it's run by donations, never runs out, as far as I know. <laughs> um, on a typical day, 100,000 people are fed. That's you know, So, you know, again, nobody should be turned away. And so this, this institute is, you know, is central to, you know, the Sikh faith. And it also gives opportunity to people to, to serve. Because the food has to be prepared, mm. yeah, and cleaning up after people, so you know, washing washing the dishes afterwards, these kinds of things. Again, so it, it also gives opportunity to people to to come into service, mm. you know, the opportunity to, to serve, you know, because these are kind of menial things you could say to do, but it gives people that opportunity. Seems what you're describing is that on both sides, so from the position of the person who is serving, mm. the just the process of serving a meal to someone is an opportunity to develop humility and empathy and understanding of somebody else's position. Yeah. You know, you're, you're put in you front of someone. You may never get that exposure otherwise. Exactly. You know, you could live in your nice bubble, in your, in your semi-detached house, you know, with two cars in the driveway, this kind of thing. And you may never see the plight of mm. people elsewhere. And, you know? from and it's not to be a do-gooder, but it's genuine to understand that, and, and to appreciate, humanity. yes, that you have a right to, to, to serve those which are, say, less fortunate mm-hmm. than yourself. Living your faith isn't a matter of just, you know, doing your prayers at certain times of the day or going to your place of worship or giving the odd donation. 
You know, they are just small parts of your day. What do you do for the other 23, 22 hours of your day? You are doing things. You, mm-hmm. you have thoughts. You are, you know, going about your day, you know, various actions. So there are so many choices. And all these are actions which are being, you know, essentially recorded in your life. You know, are you implementing the teachings of your faith in your life? So if we stick with food. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we try to do uh, within the class ethics framework, you know, the team of volunteers that, that, you know, that try to raise awareness within the sick community, uh, you know, quite a lot about food. Uh, as well as other things, um, is, you know, langar and food, you know, some of the essence about what it represents and the ethics of it has, has been lost to some degree. Because now, you know, we live in a world where there's, you know, GMO and, you know, some other things which are, you know, we feel, you know, harming the food supply, you know, food sovereignty is being taken away, you know, from people in developing countries, while big corporates and other things, you know, kind of, have their way with, with their monopolization of the, the kind of food supply. So, you know, and so the ethics of food insofar as where is your food coming from? You know, how, you know, we go, we live in a very convenient world, you know, where you go to your supermarket and everything's there, but you've not thought about the carbon f- footprint of your food. You've not thought about where it's come from, how much the farm has been paid, you know, mm-hmm. um, what uh, environmental damage is that the preparation, you know, the production, mm-hmm. you know, the, the growing of that food is caused. So you're talking about a, a need to ha- have a, a thoughtfulness to the entire process. Exactly, from the gro- even the growing of the food. So not just, you know, so we talked about the preparation of food, mm. the idea that we give free food. But let's take this all the way back to just food even existing mm. and, you know, the growing of food. So another thing that should be central from a sick perspective is where your food actually comes from. The foundation of the sick faith is on compassion, which we call daya. This idea of following the righteous path in all aspects of life, that is born of there, of compassion. Compassion is the, is the most, you know, underlying foundation that we have. And so if you think about compassion in your life, you know, and how it incorporates in all the decisions you make. Now, think about my choice as a consumer, because I'm a consumer, you know, there's loads of things I consume, you know, we all consume, you know, there's a large part of what we do. But if I'm buying clothes which are made in a sweatshop by, you know, a five-year-old working, you know, 23 hours a day on like, you know, you know, half a penny an hour, where are the ethics mm. of what I'm buying so as a consumer? Really where is the compassion in my choices? Considering your impact, the impact of your choices is sustaining in the entire kind of. Uh, timeline, the entire process of yeah. whatever it is that you're consuming, whether it's clothes or food. Exactly. So we can't, you can't, you can, if you know these things, you can't live in ignorance. So you have to then think about hard choices. You know, does compassion really matter? Do I implement, I read about compassion. Mm-hmm. You know, I read my scriptures, I read about compassion, but do I implement that in my life? Because actions where your understanding and your real, real test will come in what you implement mm-hmm. in your life. So did you just read it? Or did you implement it? Did you walk and yeah, talk? Yeah, exactly. So this is the thing. And so if we, if we think about food and we think about, you know, how, you know, the industrialization of food, especially in the last 50 to 100 years, it's taken away a lot of the ethics in food, you know, you know, monoculture. Four crops dominate world food these days, don't they, essentially? So these kinds of things are important to think about and the effect they have on the environment. Because it's here. This is the world we live in. Does it not matter to us? If we think about our health, our well-being, does the environment we live in not factor in that? You've been, I'm going to check the pronunciation. So you've been saying sick and I've been saying seek. And so 
Yeah, it's, 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 if, a pronunciation traditionally will be sick. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, but, you know, an anglicised term normally, you know, we say sick. I say it sometimes too, but, you know, sick is, you know, so you call yourself a sick. Um, it's, it's how you, you know, pronounce it in, you know, in, in, in Gurukhi, you know, in the language. So. But the other thing was um, thinking about, so I wondered whether, because you spoke earlier on about the divine being present in all of us, is the divine also present in the environment is in present. Everywhere. Where does where did where does the creator this is his creation. His I use the term his sure. because obviously sometimes it's used but not saying, you know, it's it's masculine necessarily. But it's his creation. In the beginning there was just the creator and this everything that exists is his creation. So he, he pervades everything. He exists where does he not exist? Talking to you, I'm getting the sense of how, for you, food is so much more. It's not an isolated individual endeavor. It's not me feeding myself yeah. and then not thinking about it any further than that. That in everything that you've spoken about, you've also mentioned other people, whether it's the person you're feeding, yeah. whether it's um, the wider seat community. Um, and I guess that makes me think, coming back to Jabil, about the value then of of sharing, of understanding that equality, that community, that sense of oneness with each other. And that it's interesting that it's important to share that with non-Sikhs as well as you know within the Sikh community. Is it important to get that message out to everyone? What am I trying to say? Why do you feed strangers? Who technically is a stranger? This is the thing because I think because we have this sense of them and us, you know, and that, I think that's what creates, you know, part part of what creates this sense of divide in in society, in, you know, in faiths. You know, it's them and us. If someone's hungry and they want a meal and they want to come to the Gurdwara and they want to have a meal, why should you be? How is that any different from your own kin? Why are they not your own kin? You know, standing in front of you wanting a meal. You know, because the the langar isn't yours. The langar isn't yours. The langar is the guru's. You know, the langar is the gurus, and you you are a servant to help prepare and give out the langar to whoever needs it. Because the langar isn't yours to own. You know, is it is it for you to discriminate who deserves that langar or who doesn't? Because it isn't yours. That's really beautiful. What you've given is a really very generous overview of not just you know, and I think Jabil is maybe the gateway into this yeah. broader discussion about the symbolism and meaning of food within the Sikh faith yeah. and how food is a means within which we can connect yeah. with one another and yeah. understand the shared humanity that we all have, this sense of equality. Well, food does bring people together. You know, neighbours eat together. You, you, know, you know, if you think in a, in a general sense, people, it's the way people socialise, don't they? They, you know, mm-hmm. with food. You know, you see now, you know, the Islamic faith, they have Ramadan now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they break their fast together, families, you know, you know, together. So that's important. And again, we have the congregation at the Sikh temple where anybody can sit next to anyone, you know, to partake in the food. You know, it's not like you're given, a, you, can, you can come twice a day, five times a day, you can come as many times as you want. It's not like you have to book an appointment, you know. And just on a kind of practical level, can, do you just turn up at a good while? Yes. And just... Yeah, as, as long as London is prepared, you're free to partake in, you know. There are there are some very basic, you know, uh, things to follow. Just, you know, have your head covered, you know, take your shoes off. But there's no, you don't have to prescribe to anything. No one's going to ask you to, you know, uh, sign any sign documents. Any forms, or, make any pledges. Yeah, or make any pledges. You're not, you know, obliged to make any donation or anything like that. 
as long as you you know just observe the, the basic customs of how how the number operation works in a in, in, in a gurdwara, you know there's, there's nothing stopping you. And that's it. So now, if you're out and about over the coming weeks and you see members of the Sikh community offering you a cup of cool refreshment, feel free to take it, thank them, and appreciate the deep significance of this simple gesture. That just leaves me to thank Amit for taking the time to talk to me. I also need to thank Jasveer Singh at Sikh PA for all his incredible help with my initial inquiry. Jasveer was so generous with his time and I really, really appreciate it. Thanks also to the wondrous Sarah Hashem for putting this together at the very last minute. She is amazing. And thank you all for listening. Until next time, I wish you the very best of health. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.